Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. for you before you see his glory. When you go to God in prayer, if you know who you are dealing with, and if you are praying in faith, you will see the glory of God without anybody dying. Did he not tell you? Even in the book of Psalm 23, we quote it all the time. He said, I will set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Did he say, I will kill your enemies then I will set a table. He said, I will set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So God needs your enemies to be around for his glory to... Oh my God, you are not in church. You are not in church. You see, God doesn't have to finish your enemies before he will prosper you. He doesn't have to finish your enemies before he will promote you. He doesn't have to kill anybody before he makes you move from glory to glory. Whilst he is there, whilst that enemy is there, God can bless you. God can promote you. God can increase you. God can transform you. Are you here with me, somebody? There's a deception in the body of Christ. That, that is like people have to die before God can show himself strong. Who told you that? It's a lie. Whilst we are here in this world, do you think the enemy is not around? The devil is here. God didn't send the devil for you and I to be in this world. No, 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 no. The devil is still in this world. And we too, we are here. And have you not seen Christians prospering in this world, even though Satan is here? Have you not seen some people? In the midst of darkness, the light of God is shining. Now, how can you see the light if there's no what? There's no darkness. How can you see it? See? The light. I see a light here. As you are sitting here, do you see the use of that light? No. Because there's a greater light. So you don't even need this light. But let the night fall. You realize that this light is important. Even as small as it is. I get what I'm saying. Some of you, you don't know the value you have. You think the devil is powerful, but the small light that you have is greater than the thickest of darkness. Oh, today you are not in church. You are, maybe let me close and go home. You, are, you want all my revelation to just go to the... Ah! You know, you see some Christians say, me, I'm not powerful. You told you you are not powerful. Me, the day God gave me the revelation that he is light and Satan is darkness, it was finished for me. Because there's no way. Hey, if you like, go and walk in the thickest of forest and light a small candle, that candle will show you the way. Maybe there's a big snake there. That candle will let you see that there's a snake there. I get what I'm saying. But if you don't have that small candle, you walk and step on that big snake and that snake will swallow you. So, there is no small light. Tell your neighbor, there's no small light. There's no small light. Every light is powerful in the midst of darkness. So when you go to God and you are praying, God, Mama Tanfuenwu, let my enemies die. Let my no, 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 that is a foolish prayer because you don't know who you are.
talking to? Have you seen us pray that prayer in this church before? That let, let, let our enemies die. Even if we did it, we have repented. Maybe if, even if we did it in time past, we have repented. We know better. Because, ah, like I gave you the example, how can you tell a policeman to go and kill somebody for you? How can you tell God to go and kill somebody for you? So that you prosper. It's the most foolish prayers anybody can pray. And I don't care, uh, uh, I don't care any man of God who is saying that that is a right prayer. Master, let me tell you something. Quoting scriptures to do foolish things does not mean it's from God. Even Satan, Satan, Satan quotes scriptures. Satan, Abon Sam, he quotes scriptures. So if you go and open the Bible, so this one is in the Bible, and so what? I, I'm that person, you, you will not use this one is in the Bible to scare me. It doesn't move me again. Gone are those days when you, hey, it's in the Bible, oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Why? Because I understand who God is. Look at what he said. Let, let's go there. The book of Timothy. I want to show you something. Are you there? First Timothy, sorry. First Timothy chapter number two. First Timothy chapter number two. Are you there? Uh, we'll read from verse number three. First Timothy chapter number two. Verse, it said, oh, oh, no, no, you know what? Just to get the context, let's start from verse one. Write it down. First Timothy chapter number two from verse number one. Just for you to understand the context. It said, therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications Prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. In other words, be made for all people. For kings and all who are in authority. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4. Let's all read it together. Open your mouth and read it. One, two, go. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Full stop. What is good? Prayer, supplication, intercession with thanksgiving is good. For all men. In other words, when we are praying, pray for everybody. And why is that good? He said God desires that Everybody will what? Be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. How can you go to somebody who wants everybody to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth and you are telling that person, please go and kill people for me. You are wasting your time. That is not the right way to pray. That's not the right way to pray. See, the Bible says that the whole heaven rejoices. Okay? When one person is saved, angels in heaven, they rejoice. God in heaven, he rejoices. Everybody is happy that one soul is saved. One person. Did you ever read in your Bible that heaven rejoices when one person dies? No. God gains no, no glory if somebody dies. So it's not the will of God to kill people. Is the will of God to save people. Write it down. It is not the will of God to kill people. 
It is the will of God to save people. So it doesn't matter how wicked, how evil somebody is. Your job is to pray for the salvation of that person. More than, for, more than to wish that that person is dead. Now I'm, I'm bringing you up the level to think as a true child of God. But many Christians are still having... Listen, uh, was it two days ago? I saw something. Uh, there's a footballer. I don't know I heard the story. It's called Mason Greenwood, Manchester. They said, oh, they were accusing him of rape and all of that. And they said they will not prosecute him again. The police said they, they didn't find anything. The, the key witness of the case said he will not come and witness. And also new materials came. We showed that maybe the guy and that when they, even when they take the case to court, they will not win. So they have dropped all the charges. I was happy. He's only 21 years. I was happy for him. But when I went through what people were saying on Twitter, then I understood that there's no forgiveness in this world. So if you're a child of God and you don't like to forgive, you are not different from other people. People were like, oh, Manchester United should cancel the contract of the boy. They should... I mean, people were even saying that the police should even go and do the investigation again and make sure that the boy goes back to jail or goes to jail. People said that even if the police have cleared him, ask for him, ask for them. Because they saw the video or heard the audio of what the boy did. In their books, that boy is a, is a rapist. And then I, and I, 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 when I was seeing that tweet, I was kind of disturbing my spirit. So, I kind of messaged one of those people who were talking. I said, listen. I have two girls. I have two daughters. I'll be furious if somebody does that to any of my daughters. But the reality is that if the boy has regretted what he did, he deserves forgiveness. What I, okay. Will, will him going to jail change his way of thinking? People go to jail and they come out and they are worse. Than they went in. You see, people don't want to forgive. Wickedness is in the heart of people. Unforgiveness is in the heart of people. That is why somebody can pray for one hour, two hours. Hey, kuno, kuno. What about them? God will not God will not kill anybody for you. Tell neighbor, God will not kill anybody for you. And I have been to churches where people are giving testimonies and say, hey, I, I, I came to church and I was given a mantle. And when I used the mantle, that my auntie in the house died. So I'm coming to testify. What are you talking about? Since when did, since when did somebody dying become a testimony to glorify God? Since when? What are you talking about? God is not a murderer. When Jesus was describing Satan in John chapter number 10, he said, Satan is a murderer from the beginning. He's a murderer from the beginning. God is never a murderer. God will not kill anybody. Because he is life. He's the giver of life. Oh, shout a good amen. 
So, you know, I am, I am positioning your mind. Because prayer is not open your mind and making noise. So, I'm teaching you the right way to pray and what prayer is. When you go to God in prayer, you must know who you are dealing with. You are dealing with the creator. You are dealing with the He created everything in this world. So, when you know who you are dealing with, now you know what to say to him. He gave life to everything. He didn't destroy things. So please don't go to God asking him to kill people. You remember where, uh, the, the guy who, who cut off the years of one of the servants when they were coming to arrest Jesus. After he cut off the years, Jesus took the year and put it back. He said, he said if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You there every day pray that somebody should die. You to somebody is praying that you should die. And we'll see who will die first. As you are praying that God, you to somebody is praying. You see, all those words, you give the authority to the devil to work and not God. Are you here? So let's go to Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter number 18. Uh, this message, I'm telling you, I, I have, it has to go worldwide. Because too many people are praying wrongly. Luke 18, I read from verse number 1. It says, then he spoke a parable to them. That men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he will not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this woman troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, verse number 6, Hear what the unjust just said. And shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So, Prayer is directly connected to your faith. Write it down. Prayer, prayer is directly connected to your faith. Prayer is directly connected to your faith. Prayer is not connected to your emotions. It's not connected to how you are feeling. In fact, is the attitude of a baby to ask whilst he or she is crying. Well, you know who your father is. God our father. When you go to him in prayer, you must know what you are doing. If you want to talk to God out of emotions, he will not listen to you. No, no, he will not listen to you. Because he wants you to be sure of who you are, you are talking to. 
You need to believe that God can do what He's saying He will do. Amen. Are you there? First John chapter 5. Let's read verse 14. First John chapter number 5 from verse number 14. It says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Mark it in your Bible. He didn't say, if we ask anything, he hears us. The Bible says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Which means that your prayers must conform to the will of God before God will hear you. Oh. <laughs> uh. So it is not about asking God for anything. It is about asking God for something based on his will. Oh, you are not here. Now verse um, 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. Amen. Now, what is the will of God here? The will of God is to pray in faith. And to also pray in the name of Jesus. These are the two things that will make you conform to the will of God. So now, when you go to God in prayer, first of all, you must know what faith is. What faith are you using to pray? If you are going by the Hebrews 11 definition of faith, faith is the substance of things we are hoping for. The evidence of things we have not seen. Nobody, none of us here, we have seen God before. So it's not like you, you, are, you are talking to God in an, in an abstract way. You must talk to God based on the knowledge of him. You understand? That you are not just talking to an invisible reality, but you are talking to, you know, somebody who is ever present with you. He said, lo and behold, I am with you always. Even as we are here this morning, God is here. Now, the fact that you cannot see him does not mean that he's not here. I guess what I'm saying. What God tells you. see, there are many people. Let, let me say this. It's very, very important I say this. And pay attention. All right. Many, many, many people. They go to God in prayer based on their experience, what they have experienced, based on what they can see, based on what they have heard, based on what they are feeling. You understand? 99% of the prayers of even Christians are based on that. If there's nothing there, they go to God. God, I don't have anything. Right? Okay. Granted, even that is what you want to do. You cannot now go to God and talk to him without appreciating, first of all, what he has done for you in Christ. Remember what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1.20. The Bible says that everything, all the promises of God in Christ, 
They are yes and they are amen. All the promises. So in Christ, they are no longer a promise. A promise simply means that, okay, something that I will do. Now in Christ, it's not something that I will do, but it's something that I have done. Because the promises are yes and they are amen. So in Christ, God has done everything that you would have expected him to do for you. He's already done. Right? Okay. Based on this knowledge you have and understanding that you gain, when you are going to God in prayer, you don't go to talk to God as if he has not done anything at all for you. I remember I've said it here before that for me, the most powerful prayer to pray is the prayer of thanksgiving. Now, the moment you thank somebody, it means that the person has done it, right? So, when you develop the culture of even praying to thank God, then you have the understanding that even what you are thanking him for, he has already done it. You don't have to see before you believe that what you have asked is done. That's what a lot of people are trying to do. They ask God, they, they ask God for $10,000. They want to see the back balance before they realize that, oh, yes, Charlie, God has answered my prayers. And, and when they do that, when they do that, they end up doubting God. I guess what I'm saying now. Yes. He, God said we're going to build a 120,000 auditorium church building. I mean, this prophecy came how many years ago? It's been like four years or so now. And we keep on talking about it. And we keep on thanking God. And then some, some of you will just be looking around and you'll be say, ah, when? When? Can we even build 50,000? How much more that? You see? That's exactly how people they behave when they go to God. They look around them. And they say, Oh God, I need A, B, and C. Now, if they don't see those things happening within 24 hours, they say, No, 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 no. Maybe God did not hear me. Let me go back again. Then they'll go back to God in prayer again. Say, God, I asked you for this. You have not done it yet. Now they have waited one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, ten years. The thing has not come. Say, ah. Maybe I'm seeing a vampire. Every day we should pray. We are praying. We are not seeing anything. You still want us to pray. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? Because if you have faith, you don't have to see. You have to believe. I didn't hear what I just said. I say, if you have faith, you don't have to see. You only have to believe that you have those things. Come on. The substance of what you are looking for is in your faith. In other words, if you have asked God for $10 billion, you don't have to see it first in your bank account before you say, I have it. Even now, when you say it, you have in the substance. Okay? And that is why some people feel that ah, it is it is it doesn't make sense. You hear people saying that ah, but this one doesn't make sense. Why should I say I have something? 
when I don't have it? How can I? Uh-huh. That is not the difference between living in the flesh and living in the spirit. I, come, are you here with me? I'm teaching you something really powerful. Something, if you understand, will change the way you pray. Because if I know what I ask you, I have it. If I know that what I ask you, I have it, then I don't have to come back and ask you again. Now, what I do next is to thank you for what you have done. So, in fact, petition, okay? Petition. Prayer of petition. Prayer of request. Prayer of um, intercessions. These types of prayers should just take about 1% of your prayer time. 99% of your prayer should be thanksgiving. As soon as you ask God for that job, the next thing you do, Father, I thank you for that job. You don't have to be praying 10 years, 5 years about that job. Every day you are asking him. No, 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 no. Because the more you, are, you think you are asking him, very soon you start doubting. Okay? So you move from petition to, Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. That is faith. So faith is that when you are praying, I don't have to see but I am requesting. And I'm doing that in the name of Jesus. There are so many, a lot of people, like in the tree service, you see, when, when you, people say, I hear it all the time. People are praying. Oh, amen. That is not prayer. You cannot pray like that. You cannot pray by the grace of God. You pray in the name of Jesus. That is the right way to pray. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Romans 4. This is the confidence. Romans chapter number 4. Are you there? We're going to read from verse 16. Romans chapter number 4. From verse number 16. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. In other words, it takes faith for you to walk in grace. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Did you see that? God gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they exist. So when God looks at the dead body, he will call you by name. Remember, you remember how Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead? He didn't go and cry over the dead body. In fact, when Jesus, the Bible says, the shortest verse in the Bible, we always say that, and Jesus wept. 
The reason Jesus wept was because of the unbelief of the people. Not because of the person who was there. But the people did not believe. They were asking Jesus, Jesus, are you sure Lazarus can come back to life? He's dead for four days. Are you sure? And then Jesus would tell them, have I not told you that if you believe all things are possible? Martha will come. Yeah, we know that, yes, he will resurrect. He will, he will resurrect at the end. And then Jesus went and stood before the tomb. And then he told them, he said, roll the stone away. And when they rolled the stone away, he says, Lazarus, come out. You know, it didn't say, you who is dead, wake up. No, no, no. He said, Lazarus, come out. Now, he called him like somebody who is already living. God, who gives life to the dead, and calls those things that are dead as though they live. So, he didn't have to call Lazarus as though he was dead. He called that Lazarus as though Lazarus was living. And Lazarus came out of the cave. Now, I have to stop preaching. I, have to, I think I have to stop preaching to you people because, Charlie, you, you are just sitting there looking at me like I'm talking to some dead people. Did you hear what I just said? He spoke to the dead. And called it out. It doesn't matter how long it will take. The Bible says one day is like what? 10,000 years before God. And a thousand is like one day. So, don't play the, the years and the time game with God. Don't make that mistake. Oh, it's a matter of time. No, 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 no. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of faith. It is not a matter of time. It is a matter of faith. It is not a matter of time. It is a matter of faith. It is never a matter of time. It's a matter of faith. So today, 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 by the time you walk out from church, somebody may just park his car and say, please, God said I should give it to you instantly. And you become a car owner. It can take you 10 years for that to happen. It, it doesn't matter. See, God, God gave Abraham the word of his child. 25 good years. It's not a matter of how long it took Abraham. Within those 25 years, Abraham walked with God in faith. I know what I'm saying. So, if you're only thinking about 25 years, he can take you. No, no, no. God is not dealing with you based on time. He's dealing with you based on faith. Yeah. It's not about this, this your time. No. Faith. Faith. God, God said 400 years. Your, your descendants will come out of what? Captivity. It took them 430 years. What, what accounted for the 30 years difference? Because of the unbelief of the people. 
The Bible says the word that was given to them, they did not mix it with faith. And because they did not mix the word with faith, they did not receive the word in faith, their unbelief dragged the years from 400 years to 430 years. In other words, whatever you are looking from God, if you want it today, you will get it. If you don't want it today, it's up to you. Because as for God, every good thing that he ever desires for you, he has finished everything and they are ready in Christ. Your health is in Christ. Your prosperity is in Christ. Your promotion is in Christ. Your marriage is in Christ. Your children are in Christ. Everything that you ever need in this world, everything is in Christ. Now what you need to eat from that well of what God has done for you is your faith. Not time. Forget our time. Faith. Today, today, today. If you want something to happen to you today, and you can believe that today that thing will happen, it will happen. You know, and, and there's another thing that can also delay the manifestation of God's word. What is in your heart? There are some people where when God looks at them and looks at what's in their heart, they say, you know what? You have the faith, but I want you to work on your heart first. Because you, you, you have targeted like six girls that when you have money, you chase all of them. And God has seen that in your heart. So he's saying that the money, I have it ready, but I want you to have a repented heart. So that by the time the money comes, all those girls would have been married. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. That's what the Bible says. Peter said that, James, sorry, James said that when you pray, you pray amiss. Because all of your prayers, you are praying so that when you get them, you go and do evil things. Evil things. So, call those things that are not as though they are. Your faith and the name of Jesus, they are the, the, the opening doors, okay, to whatever you are seeking for. It's not like, oh God, God, hey, I'm growing old, when will I marry? Uh, 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 uh. Don't go to God in that kind of attitude. Hey God, there's nothing I hope that I'm poor. No, 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 don't go to God with that attitude. No, 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 no. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free!